Good morning and welcome to AC23, the podcast for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and joining me this morning is the one and only Andre Dubrock. Welcome, Andre. Good morning. Hello. So, I just recently watched you on the holiday bake-off for the Magnolia Network. How was that? Tell us about that. Oh, wow. The uh, Silos Baking Competition Holiday Edition. Uh, It was uh, amazing. Uh, We actually filmed that back in September when it was actually quite warm (laughs) in uh, Waco, Texas. But we're all pretending it's Christmas. And uh, it it was an amazing experience. I, I got to to uh, meet some very nice uh, home bakers from around the U.S. and uh, and a few celebrities that I've always loved. Okay. So you are a Baton Rouge native, correct? I am. And how long, and you no longer live here, so where are you hanging, these, hanging your hat these days? Well, uh, I live in Phoenix, Arizona, okay. uh, with my husband and five cats. <laughs> and but I do work. Uh, my company is in Baton Rouge that I work with, uh, Red Six Media. Okay. Uh, and I come in about once a quarter, and um, and of course I'm I'm zooming and uh, <laughs> Google meeting people in Baton Rouge every day. Okay. Okay. So, um, what? Um, you have been a friend of the Arts Council for years, and we greatly appreciate that, and we're so proud of all you have accomplished. So tell us a little bit about what Andre does, what you're up to these days. Oh, what do I do? Um, well, I am senior copywriter for an advertising agency, so I spend a, a good bit of my time uh, writing and listening and concepting and trying to come come up with creative ways to advertise uh, businesses. A lot of them are in uh, uh, Baton Rouge, but a lot of them are also uh, across the United States. Uh, And uh, so I do that. Um, And I bake. I do a lot of volunteer baking. Uh, There's a wonderful organization. It's a nationwide organization, and they don't have a chapter in Baton Rouge. Hint, hint, if anybody would want to start one. But it's called For Goodness Cakes. And what they do is they um, uh, pair up home bakers with uh, agencies that deal with children uh, who are either disadvantaged or refugees or living in group homes. And some of them may have never had a birthday cake in their life. And uh, so the kids get to choose what kind of cake they want. And they pair them up with the, the home baker. How and cool. we um, bake for them. It's That's wonderful. I love it. Fabulous. That will put a smile on your face, won't it? <laughs> oh, it does. I, I think it's also hysterical, like what the, some of the kids ask for, you know, and it's like, how am I going to do this? I had, <laughs> one, I had one cake. They wanted a, they wanted a lizard uh, and I had to figure out how to make a lizard cake, but that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd just throw my mother a monkey wrench when I wanted a doll cake. <laughs> things have progressed since then (laughs) so how did you get started cooking i mean where does that come from other than just south louisiana roots (laughs) well i mean my grandma was an amazing cook Uh, you know uh, uh my mom you know it was part of that my mom was part of that generation that uh first started with both parents having to work Mm -hmm. and we were latchkey kids and so i used to have to cook for my sisters quite a bit 
Um, and, uh, but grandma taught me, you know, everything from how to fry an egg to how to make stuffed Merlotons. <laughs> and, um, uh, but nobody baked, uh, but I got a KitchenAid mixer, uh, back in, oh, I want to say it was 2010. And I was trying to raise money for a, uh, uh, uh not-for-profit charity that I was working with. Mm-hmm. And I had just gone to see the movie Julie and Julia. Okay. And I thought, oh, I could do that. I'm a writer. Because at the time, I was a writer for Hallmark Cards in Kansas City. And um, uh, so I uh, put out a challenge that I would raise X amount of dollars by a certain date. And if I did, I would bake my way through. And then I looked up on our, our shelf, and there is uh, Martha Stewart's cookie book. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do Martha Stewart's cookie book and I'll start a blog. Well, I should have looked at the book <laughs> and I should have asked for more money. But because it was uh, uh, 175 cookie recipes. Oh, good grief. And it took me uh, uh, just over two years to finish it. But um, I got a very popular blog going uh, with uh, tens of thousands of followers, and I raised over $30,000 for AIDS Walk in Kansas City through it. So very proud of that. And then I've been baking ever since. Okay. So what is your, uh, what's your specialty cake that you make? What is my, um, I do it. I, I love uh, well, I love making bread, um, okay. and I, um, but I also, uh, uh, love, uh, uh, I make this, uh, uh, carrot cake mm. that, uh, and it's actually based off of John Fulce's recipe, but, uh, I remember I was making punch for a holiday, uh, uh, get together and I had all this pineapple that I'd been soaking in brandy mm. and I was like, and I was like, what am I going to do with all this pineapple? Because it said, you know, once the brandy's infused, throw the pineapple away. Yeah. Like, well, I ended up uh, using that pineapple as the filling in the carrot cake. And boy, that, that's some boozy carrot cake. <laughs> Knock down your hiney, but it was good. <laughs> I, bet it was, I bet it was good. <laughs> yeah. So tell tell me a little bit about the 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 um the cookie holiday cookie challenge that you did. Just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, uh, asked to uh, come up with two uh, original Christmas cookie recipes. And I came up with two. One of them I called Cranberry Christmas Wreaths. And the other one was called uh, Egg Noggins, okay. or Pecan Egg Noggins. Uh, and so the, the Pecan Egg Noggins, we ended up not choosing but that was a uh, uh, a pecan cookie that was filled with an eggnog buttercream. <laughs> um, and then the other one was the one that I actually ended up doing. And uh, it's it was a um, kind of a simple uh, shortbread uh, crust that was had ginger and cinnamon in it, filled with a um, uh, a, a cranberry uh, uh, apricot uh, marsala or sweet marsala filling. And then the whole thing is um, dipped in uh, a cinnamon glaze and coated with uh, uh, pistachios, crushed pistachios. Wow. So it's a little green wreath and a pretty delicious cookie. 
if yeah. I do say so myself. Yeah, you came in second place, which I watched the show, and you were up against some stiff competition. So that is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, uh, Kevin, the guy that won, really sweet guy. He actually uh, sent me a gift uh, last week. Uh, he had gotten a little tea towel uh, from Magnolia, and he sent it to all of us who competed with him. Okay. So yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. Also a bishop in the Mormon church. I thought that was oh, interesting. Wow. That yeah. is cool. So mm-hmm. you mentioned that you wrote cards for Hallmark. How did that come about? I did that for 11 years. So, I, you know, my background is in theater. Um, and I had been working in theater for 16 years. A lot of that time spent in Baton Rouge working with theaters there. And um, but I was living in New York at the time. Uh, and I was hired to a music director show in Kansas City. And while I was there, I met uh, this guy who I fell totally head and over heels in love. And we've been together now uh, just over 18 years, wow. married over 10. But uh, but I decided, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to have to, for us to be together, I'm going to have to move to Kansas City. So I called my temp agency in New York and I said, I'm moving to Kansas City. Do you have any jobs out there? And they sent me to work as a, an administrative assistant at Hallmark, where I was working uh, in the writing department. Mm-hmm. Well, part of my job was to take all of these portfolios that people were submitting to become writers and pass them on to the people who judge them. Well, I'm very arrogant. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I can write better than this. And so I filled out a portfolio and I stuck it in. And then... They asked me to fill out the big portfolio, which was like 30 pages of just writing exercises. And and I turned that in. And then 13 interviews later, they hired me as an editor. And then I became uh, a writer and then a senior writer and then uh, editorial director, senior editorial director. And and then I got laid off. Oh, no. I know, but I, I was in good company. There was a lot of great people yeah. laid off that year. But, you know, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to have worked with them for so long. Yeah. Uh, amazing company. Yeah. So how how do you come up? Because you do, you do creative writing for advertising, too. So how do you come up with these little ditties? I mean, what's, do you have a process or... I I wish I could actually say I have a process. I mean, the thing, uh, things, I guess they just kind of come to me. Um, uh, I think for me, it's all about curiosity. Uh, Creativity and curiosity have to go hand in hand. If you're curious about what if then your brain starts just doing the the game of, of playing with the idea of what if. Yeah. And um, and you also I try not to judge anything that I do right off the bat. I, I, I try to, you know, it might be a bad idea. Yeah. But, you know, if I keep playing with it in my brain, it, it might become a good idea. Who knows? I just have to sleep on it a day or two sometimes. huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm very good at sleeping. so um do you still dabble in theater at all are you totally out of that um 
I'm not completely out of it. I did uh, one show uh, a few years ago uh, when I was living in Baton Rouge, uh, you know, because we moved to to Phoenix about uh, almost three years ago. And uh, before that, we were living in Baton Rouge, taking care of my mom. And I did uh, a show at Theater Baton Rouge. I played Scrooge in Christmas Carol. That's why I knew I knew that name, and it wasn't it was had nothing to do with Phoenix. (laughs) It was a little depressing uh, doing uh, Scrooge because I actually did it and did not have to wear any makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're all there. You're in good company. So, uh, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's never off the table. I still play piano and I still, uh, you know, uh, toy with the idea of doing some theater every now and then, but, you know, and I do love it and I love attending the theater and I love all the arts, really dance, opera, music, symphony, uh, ballet, love all, love all of it. Yeah. So, um, what do you see? What it, what's on your plate in the next, say, six months? What are you going to be up to? Um, in the next six months, oh, I, I, I am, I, I'm not sure how much of this I can share. I may be doing um, a, a, another competition, baking okay. uh, competition, okay. but uh, the the jury's out on that one. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. I am. Uh, uh, focused on um, my work with Red Six, okay. Um, because we're we're growing so fast right now, and we actually uh, just moved into our our permanent home on uh, Government Street. Okay. Um, and I'm excited about that. Um, and uh, you know, I I'm excited for Mardi Gras because uh, since I moved here to Phoenix. I've been doing a uh, Mardi Gras party, uh, and it's I, I live in a um, uh, a small condo complex, but uh-huh. everybody comes over and we do a second line all the way around, around. <laughs> around the buildings. I'm thinking that's the invitation everybody wants. <laughs> if I had oh to yeah, yeah, it's great fun. <laughs> uh, so, what do you miss most about living in Louisiana? Oh. Uh, I think it's uh, the culture is so rich there uh, that, uh, you know, and I think that's one thing that people in Louisiana maybe sometimes take for granted is that, you know, we have such a unique way of identifying ourselves through our food, through Mm -hmm. our music through our festivals, through the things that we celebrate, through our language, yeah. through our dialects, and dialects, many dialects. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I can be out in the world uh, and if somebody's from Chalmette, I will hear that in a crowd. <laughs> and go, oh, no. You can spot that Chalmation? <laughs> yeah, I found a Chalmation. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, you know... You know, because when you get into the rest of the United States, for the most part, it's um, uh, it's very homogenous. Yeah. And we are anything but that in yeah. Louisiana. 
this is true. This is true. Yeah. I moved here 43 years ago, well, 44 years ago from Alabama. And it's very, I love it. I have embraced all of it, but it's, it's very different from growing up in very Protestant Baptist middle of Alabama to moving to South Louisiana. Oh, I know. I mean, Louisiana, it's, you know, like a Saturday night and a Sunday morning all rolled into one. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a little bit of the sacred, you've got a little bit of the profane, and they just live side by side. They're, like, they're, they're copacetic, aren't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's uh, anything else new on the horizon for, for you that's uh, something you'd like to to do in the, in the um, game of life? Well, uh, a few years ago, I wrote a book that uh, became one of uh, Amazon's uh, best-selling political humor books. Oh, wow. Uh, It was not intentional. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you had lots of fodder coming from the state of Louisiana along those lines. (laughs) Yeah. um, I I had written a a book... uh, called How to Move to Canada, A Discontented American's Guide to Canadian Relocation. <laughs> because my publisher had identified uh, during uh, uh, the election before last mm-hmm. uh, that uh, people were getting worried after the primary and there was an uptick on Americans Googling how to move to Canada and there was also a dating website called Maple Match that matches uh, Canadians with Americans who are looking to get married and, and gets Canadian citizenship. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. known tidbits. <laughs> so I wrote this book just in time for the election. And, of course, you know, uh, you know, for a lot of people, uh, the election uh, did not turn out the way that they wanted it. Yeah. And that book started selling like hotcakes and it went to like number six. So um, I, 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 I am now uh, turning my eyes towards wa- uh, writing a, um, a young adult fiction that I hope to uh, get at least the first draft done this year. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, keep us posted on that. I will. I have to have another chat. I know. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. Well, Andre, it was a pleasure. Cam, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, I'm I'm so proud of the Arts Council. Uh, congratulations on on 50 years. 50 years, yeah, that's a long. That's pretty 50 good. 50 years. Yeah. Come a, that's come a long way, baby. <laughs> I remember uh, my my first time knowing the Arts Council. I, I w- was uh, 16 years old. Uh, and was part of the Gilbert and Sullivan Society. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and they would rehearse at the Bogan Fire Station or the old headquarters of the Arts Council. Yeah. And uh, it's been uh, uh, a love affair ever since. Yeah. Well, if you haven't come and toured our new building next time you're in town, give us a buzz. We'll give you Oh, I have. Book. I have. In fact, our company did uh, a lot of the um, branding work. On oh, okay. Brand. So very excited to see a lot of those those ideas come to life. And and Renee's just been a, an amazing leader. Love she, it. She is a good leader. We, we love our Renee. Well, thank yeah. you, sir, so much. Uh, guys, keep your calendars peeled for Bob Reynolds, who's going to be our next um, 
Jazz Masters concert. It's going to be February the 2nd at Chelsea's. And uh, also going on right now in the Shell Gallery is Preserving Our Place, a look by Indigenous people on how climate change is affecting the coast along the coast and their their homeland. So it's a very moving exhibit, some beautiful photographs. So uh, check it out and we will see you next week. Thanks.